Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and y'all listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Hey, Brad. What's up, Adam? Oh, dude, you know, just feeling real chill. You look good, you feel good. Oh, and when you look good and you feel good, you pod good. Darn right. And what's the best way that we can pod good? Put Koi CBD in your body. It's so great. I'm so glad that these guys jumped on as the sponsors. CBD oil is the hottest thing in health right now. You watch the news. Every day there's a new study about how good this stuff is oh, yeah. and the benefits of it. We're one press conference away from Trump being like, this is why <laughs> my cheeseburgers <laughs> taste so good. They've got Koi CBD oil in them. CBD, if you don't know what it is, it's not weed. That's a big misconception. It's an yep. oil derived from an industrial hemp plant that has no psychoactive effects. So you get the medical benefits from the hemp plant without getting the high, man. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. Now, there's a lot of uh, uses for CBD oil. Absolutely. Uh, creams, uh, tinctures, uh, vapes, gummies, which Koi all provides. I fuck with the gummies every morning because yeah. it starts my day off with a very relaxed, chill, meditative. Uh, I just feel dialed in. There's got to be something in these gummies that also you know gives your brain an extra level of of uh coherentness is that the word well because you, you probably it makes a, you make up words you <laughs> took a gummy before you said that that's for sure and i do the same thing but i have the but i have the oils i, I just take the cbd yeah. oil i put it in my tea and then i'm, I'm good to go for You're the a rest tea guy of the day now. is that is that from being married I mean, I, I I don't know what it is. I'm a, tea is great though. I'm I'm a tea guy because it makes me feel good. And yeah. CBD oil, koi CBD oil, makes me feel even better. They got all sorts of flavors. They got what are the pe- flavors? They got peppermint. They Oof. got lemon lime. They got blue raspberry. They got all these all these different things. They are the fruity pebbles of CBD oil. <laughs> People use it too for pain, anxiety, inflammation. My mom uses the uh, koi uh, topical creams for yeah. arthritis, and she straight yep. up told me she's like, I don't hurt like I hurt before. That's a great slogan. And I'm like, that is so honest and real and that's coming from a Jewish mom and as you said they don't uh they don't lie. They don't lie. This stuff works so well. I'm scared to rub the lotion on me because I think it might cure my dwarfism. <laughs> and then what the fuck am I going to joke about? Well, Koi CBD, uh, all these products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. Uh, it's the best tasting product on the market, as yep. we've attested to the flavors. We've tried a bunch. People have come to us all the time. Trying to be like, yo, can we sponsor? We haven't found the one we've liked until now. And uh, they're uh, America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the products are THC uh, free. And uh, it's a family-owned and operated um, uh, company. And uh, if you want to fuck with Koi, which you should, because we do, and we can't uh, talk about how much we love their products enough, uh, the gummies, the tinctures, the creams, uh, the tinctures, the drops. Dude, I put a couple drops in before I go to bed. And it also makes it easier to drink coffee, because coffee gives me a little bit of anxiety. Now it calms me down. Um, So I love that. If you want it, go to KoiCBD.com right now. Put in promo code ABOUTLASTNIGHT, all one word, all caps, for 20% off any retail order from the website. KoiCBD.com. CBD.com, promo code about last night for 20% off the order. Start feeling good, start living good, start looking good, start dwarfing good. Start dwarfing good. <laughs> the official uh, dwarf uh, sponsor. Koi is the official CBD sponsor of dwarves. Can I say that? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You've got proof. I'm, I'm a dwarf. I'll bring it up at the next meeting. <laughs> and now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. This Friday, I will be in Portland, Oregon at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. It's a fucking gorgeous concert, Symphony Hall. I'll be there with Dan Cook. If you live in Portland or Bend or Salem or Ashland or in the surrounding Oregon area, come out and see me and Dan Cook at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall Friday. 
in Portland, Oregon. Saturday, big hometown show, opening for Dane at the Paramount Theater. I used to see musicals there all the time. I've seen Burr there. I've seen Chris Rock there. It's the shit, and I'm going to be opening for Dane at the Paramount Theater in Seattle, Washington, October 12th. That's a Saturday. Get all these tickets at DaneCook.com. Uh, and then next weekend, I will be uh, with Dane in, uh, fuck, where are we going? We're going to Pittsburgh uh, on October 17th, uh, the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on October 17th, Seminole Hard Rock Hotel in Northfield, Ohio on the 18th, and then Mohegan Sun uh, Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut on October 19th. All that ticket info at DaneCook.com. Brad Williams this weekend is going to be in Buffalo, New York at the Helium Comedy Club. Go see Brad Williams. Helium, Buffalo, New York, um, October 10th through the 12th. Tickets to BradWilliamsComedy.com. About last night, podcast.com for all your past and present eps. Uh, you know that. And speaking of present eps, holy shit. Today is Blake Griffin. You know him as a fucking NBA superstar. Um, holy shit. Currently plays for the Detroit Pistons. He was selected first overall by the Clippers in the 2009 NBA draft. Uh, six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA selection. Won four high school titles at Oklahoma Christian School. Uh, played two seasons for the Oklahoma Sooners in 09 before being drafted by the Clippers. Um, was uh, an All-Star, won the dunk contest, and was named Rookie of the Year uh, in uh, in 2000. Uh, 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 2010 and then 2011 Sports Illustrated called him one of the uh, NBA's 15 greatest rookies of all time holy shit he's killing it with the Pistons this year he uh, looks like he's in phenomenal shape and set for a fucking monster year Uh, couldn't have been nicer he's doing stand up He's funny. He's uh, one of these athletes that has made a name for himself in the entertainment business, and everyone wants him on his sh- on their show. Uh, he did a Montreal uh, uh, gala show where he hosted and had a bunch of comics uh, on, and he's just a great dude, man. You know, it's being a comic, you want to be friends with athletes, and when you meet them and you get to hang with them and they're as cool as you wanted them to be and then cooler, it just is, uh, it means everything. So Blake Griffin is the man. He crushed it on this episode. It's a great, uh, a great app if you like hoops and you like comedy. We do it all. Follow Blake on Twitter and Instagram at BlakeGriffin23. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast. Uh, follow us on uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get the pod. Tell your friends, tell your family. Email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail. And uh, tell us uh, why you got the pod, how you got into it, your favorite eps, and I'm going to send you guys some free Adam Ray merch. I'm still on this kick right now, baby. You guys are sending the emails, and I love reading them. Like this one from David Hansberger in Tonopah, Arizona. It says, greetings and salutations from Tonopah, Arizona. I learned about the podcast when Brad was on your mom's house with Segura and Christina P., and he said he had a podcast with Adam. I promptly went looking forward on iTunes and proceeded to do a deep dive into your archives. There are some true gems in that library. You and Brad should be proud of that work. And I've filled many an hour getting uh, as caught up to date over the last couple of years. I enjoyed the episodes with your mom and the ones with your nieces. Tell Brad congrats on the, on the baby. I'm sad he's leaving, but he will be missed. Um, thank you, David Hansberger, for the, uh, for the email. Here's one from Ryan Chalit. Um, Ryan from Cincinnati here. I've been a big fan of the pod since I saw both of you on Something's Burning and subsequently watched Brad's uh, his This Isn't Happening story. And listen to your comedy album, Read the Room. I haven't missed an episode. As a fellow member of the tribe and growing up in a very Jewish uh, household, I can respect any person who can tell a great story. I also love a good midget joke. If you feel inclined to send me something, here's my address. Thank you, Ryan. One more. Uh, Joe 
says, well, thankfully, I listen to the pod all the time, so hopefully I don't miss out on the Milwaukee date. I still can't believe uh, you're going to read this. I love the pod. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, dude. Uh, And here's one more from Joe. Joe Ricard says, I love the show. Can't really remember how I heard about the show. I've been listening for a long time. Your Tony Dan's impersonation kills me every time. Sorry to hear about Brad leaving, but I'm happy for him. And I know the show will still be great. I work on jump bikes and scooters in Atlanta and stream the show. As soon as I see a new episode, it's never below 90 here. Um, So uh, having something fun to listen to while it's hot is great. I've never seen a stand-up show live, but I plan to change that soon. Be on the lookout for you guys next time you're here. Um, All the best. Keep, Keep up the great work. Thank you, Joe. Keep those emails coming about last night pod at gmail.com. Get my album, Read the Room, on Spotify and iTunes. Um, and comment on the iTunes page and give us a five-star rating. All right, so many great eps coming up still. Richard Jefferson, Adam Devine, Dana Carvey, Brent Morin, John Stamos, Henry Winkler. So make sure you are subscribed. And now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Blake Griffin. favorite of the uh, entire roast. The uh, oh yeah, you had a handful, huh? I yeah, you went like after. I think it was the one that was. Hold uh, up the mic, man. Let's go. All right. Let's I think it was the uh, the one about uh, no nobody in the family once. Oh, uh, that's why I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How much did you uh, write of your own stuff of that? Um, I wrote. Oh, it's hard to tell. Uh, I guess of, of the things that came out, I'm not even really sure. Um, but like of of my whole set, I don't know, half maybe. I don't know. I wrote for a long time. And yeah, I had you know I I I uh, had some had some help from some friends here and there, and then like punch stuff up, change stuff around. Comedians, right? Not like NBA friends. Like yeah, you no. like yo, Vladdy, you no, got any I good would, uh, Chris Red jokes? Would never. Would n- <laughs> no. Wasn't asking NBA friends for for uh, joke it is, advice. It is crazy how like. You know, like charismatic, you can see an NBA athlete on TV or in commercials, but it's like you truly are, you know, an anomaly in this field where it's like to be funny and have timing and chops. Unless you know of other like funny NBA stars that just don't have the balls at the time to. I don't think any guys have even done it. I'm sure there are guys that could, you know, I'm thi- ha- have I'm, a little have have decent timing. Yeah, but, I'm um, thinking J.R. Smith. Really? Yeah, that that to me <laughs> your... to me that seems like he would just walk out on stage. He would he would take his shirt off, a la Burt Kreischer. Yeah, and then it would just and then it would it would just go from there. That's and, uh, I, Bert has the body to take his shirt off. <laughs> In a weird world, Bert has his body to take the take his shirt doesn't. off. Bert Jr. doesn't. Yeah. What kind of got you interested in doing all the comedy stuff? Because you've done now two uh, years at Montreal Comedy Festival. Yeah. Uh, obviously, doing this roast. Like, what was your interest in comedy? Um, I just loved it always growing up and I never really like thought I would like try to do any type of stand up. Um, especially just because like, I know like, like, you know, guys like yourselves are like, have been doing this for a long time and have like grinded and started like literally, you know, at the bottom. 
and I I never want to like go take time away from somebody who's like trying to get on stage, you know. Right. So like, the only the only time I really do it is if I'm hosting something. Like I host my 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 charity event every year, so I get yeah. to pay you know five comedians to come do stand up for charity, and um, so I in my mind I'm like giving somebody right you know a job or yeah an you did the same thing in montreal where you like yeah had, hosted the midnight surprise show yeah you had your your spot but then other comics get the spot yeah, as well yeah yeah so yeah. i never i never want to like you know come in and like walk into like a, a place <laughs> and be like no i'm t- i'm doing 10 minutes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right, Sorry, right, right. Uh, i never like you know i don't i'm not like taking money like the door money or anything like that so right hopefully like uh, you know I, i'm uh, approaching it the right way, I guess. Is it nice that you have that form, like a stand-up comedy, where you could truly kind of say whatever you want? Where when Andrea Kramer puts a microphone in your right. face after a game, you're like, "All right, I got to stick to the script because I don't want to." Hundred percent, hundred percent. Kramer's pretty chill, though. I feel like you can say whatever the fuck you want. You know, <laughs> yeah. she'll roll with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fine. Um, <laughs> she'll yes, and Doris Burke is like, yeah, yeah. She's Doris like, yeah, Burke. Dude, yeah. Let's let's make fun of the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Doris, uh, a known anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I just out her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is there? Are there? Um, is there a pressure? I mean, like when you see. I know you did this bit on Found recently about the um, the questions, uh, like the post game oh, questions, yeah, yeah. and how yeah, yeah. you know tired you are, and how like there's, you know, people are always like, I don't know if it was you defending saying athletes aren't dumb. It's just like think about working out for two hours and then getting asked the yeah. same shit. Like, how do you? Feel? I think you even jokingly said like, how do you feel about how do you feel right now? Yeah, the they are. It's mostly not the ones that are like on the court after the game. It's yeah. the ones in the in the like the post conference yeah. setting. Where you sit there and like you know it's like twenty reporters or however many depending on the game and somebody always asks just a ridiculous question like yeah. ridiculous shit not even uh, not not like not so much TMZ stuff it's just like you can tell that okay I've written my story mm-hmm. I just need him to s- right. I need something you know what I mean yeah. I need a quote to say this and if I can tell you've written your story beforehand I I will not give you the quote you're looking for whoa yeah so, so you, yeah so like if the, they're leading you into an yeah, answer yeah. like so if you wanted to compare yeah. uh this coaching style with doc rivers would you say your current coaching style is better yeah, yeah or something, like be that? something like that yeah you're like hey i know what you're trying to do you're trying to say blake griffin hated all the clippers so yeah it's great yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm and not gonna it, it like people ask me people always ask me about the clippers like always sure. every time i do an interview and like you know, I'll sometimes I'll answer just like try to be truthful, mm-hmm. and sometimes I won't. No matter what, it's uh, everyone's always not everyone, but some people are always like, I mean, dude, like get over it, like move on. You, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I get asked this every time I do an interview. Most of the time, you don't hear about it. It's just the occasional time where either they I said the perfect thing where they can cut it here yeah. and make it sound like here, you know, like I would some, prefer. That they have kids do some of the post game. Yeah, they ask better point, questions because a you're going to be a little bit more tolerant and like yeah. you know if they're just like why would you lose? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you miss that dunk? Was that because you didn't try? Like honestly, why would you lose is a better question than most of, because most of the time they're like uh, so you know in the, uh, you, in the third quarter you guys did this and this and this. What do you think happened there? 
Mike, you just told me. <laughs> yeah. You just what told you... me that we went that they went on a run and we went drive yeah. the free throw yeah. line. So, so, I so guess, why yeah. did you why did you lose just gives me an answer to like reflect in my own head and say it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of like setting me up like There you go. ESPN. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Don't don't Especially if it's some little fat kid with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just adorable. Lose, yeah. yeah, you're just like, dude, I don't know. It's I'm sorry. You're not gonna get But like listen, there are there like there's really great reporters who don't do that at all totally. you know, they have like very good insight it's just the ones that because a lot of people can get credentials to be media yeah. I feel like when uh, you were growing up in uh, Oklahoma City right mm-hmm. there you which, go uh, guys did your research well yeah. no I, we, we talked about this first time I met you at uh, Neil Brennan's show because my mom uh, grew up in Ada Oklahoma oh yeah that's so right my, that's and right, my folks lived right, in Tulsa right. so I used to go there all the time and um, I would get excited to go play bingo uh, in Oklahoma City with my mm-hmm. grandparents mm-hmm. and get Brahms ice cream That was, oh yeah, yeah Brahms yeah what was it like uh, growing up there? And well, I didn't know there. anything different. Mm-hmm. So, like, all my friends were there. I, you know, I played every sport. So I had friends on teams, friends at school, fr- friends in the neighborhood. It's so, like that's all I cared about. Yeah. I didn't like when people are like, "Oh, wow, it must have been like boring or whatever." Like, yeah. it was just it, that was just life. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had a blast because it didn't was life. Grow up in New York City and then right. moved to Oklahoma. Right, you just had. And then, what is it? Tree, you're homeschooled. I was. Yeah. I was. So, like, was sports your way of getting that social interaction with kids, or that, um, and also just like my neighborhood happened to ha- like my neighbors on the left, neighbors on the right, people across the street had two kids, people down the street had three. Okay. So it was like as soon as school was over for them, yeah, you know they'd get home like one, two o'clock, and we would just play outside all day, and then summer all day long, yeah, every fuck, day. So like, dude. and then sports teams on top of that, I was like, I, I wouldn't like it. I guess a typical like homeschool kid that was like homeschooled and then I didn't right. really do anything extracurricular, you know. Do you ever have always... cul-de-sac reunions with all the kids you played with all day? <laughs> I haven't, man. I haven't even talked to anybody back from the old neighborhood. Crazy. Terrell Grayson lived next door. He was like one of my best friends in the neighborhood, and we used to we got in a lot of trouble. But he was <laughs> doing what? Well, nothing like bad. We um, what if you were like, nothing my, too bad. We killed we, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't found the body. <laughs> he was a drifter. He deserved it. It was fun. Uh, like we would like watch like a movie and like dudes would be having guns. So we'd get our BB guns. Yeah. And like one time we were shooting BB guns in his backyard, and his mom was like, "Y'all better not break." You know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. take that down. To, there was like a big field, like a park in a field. Like take that down to the field. So we took cans and we had our BB guns and we were walking down the street. And then all of a sudden we see like this. It was like starting to get dark and we see this. Uh, police car, uh, car like drive over kind of on the other, opposite side of the road, mm. and then another light pop up and it's like get on the ground like a guy oh, the, the policeman. I have like no shirt on. We're like riding our bikes. Oh, yeah, I have to lay in like this grass in like summer in Oklahoma. So like you know you just get yeah, all like yeah, crazy itchy. Bloody. Somebody called and said we were like walking down the street with guns. Oh. You know what I mean? And we didn't even think about it at the time. He put this in the back of the car, like drops it, like takes us back to, uh, it was bad. It was and bad. when were you, like, were you, like, had you hit a growth spurt at that time yet? Were you like? Oh, I was always like, yeah. I guess like the tallest, like from my class. And then I hit my growth spurt um, after, between eighth grade and, and ninth grade year. Yeah. And so, yeah. Dude. So they probably thought it was a 25 year old man just yeah, walking yeah. around with the BB guns. Yeah. Like, I, he, I can't remember how old I was. He, but gave, yeah. he gave the kid a gun too. <laughs> yeah. it was, it was, I was, I was like six. They're like, there's a 20 year old. <laughs> <laughs> he already had facial hair. He was killing it, man. He was killing Wait, so it. you, you uh, went into high school just being like a new version of yourself. Yeah. I, I remember like going to put like jeans on because you don't realize that it is happening, but you, I went to like put some jeans on that I, hadn't worn since the last year mm-hmm. and they were just like insanely short i grew like five 
inches in like two and a half, three months. What's Damn. that? What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what it's like to outgrow yeah. a pair of jeans. What's five and a half inches? Uh, like? Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I, I'm wearing the jeans from Parks Junior High, man. This Sorry is, about that. I <laughs> walked right into that. Don't one. worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, walk, walked right into that. That, <laughs> that is all something. I'm I like, man, it done. was the worst, man. I just, <laughs> I just suck so bad. Yeah, dude. I was like, am I gonna be six feet my whole life? Yeah. Tell, tell. <laughs> Make me feel good about myself and tell me one crappy thing about being tall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Like, well, like, yeah, it's a lot like flying, is buying clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, clothes, cars, flying. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of hurts all the time. <laughs> oh, um, everything kind of hurts. Is that like, it's so like growing pains is literally. When I, oh, man, when I, when I, when I grew, like my ankles, knees, hips. Yeah. I had like stretch marks. On places. Oh wow! It was a uh, gross, dude. You, yeah, was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you and can't. You never got you, laid. You can't after imagine that. what it's like. Yeah, to... you never got laid after that. It's true. It's true. He still, he still, he saw there looking, folks. Yeah. Were there? Uh, wait, and you were playing hoops since when? I think uh, I you, since I could probably like your bro forever, right? When you well, were my kid. dad's also a high school coach. He coached high school for forty plus years. Damn. So I, since I could, you know, walk up and is there like a statue of him outside of the high school? Because he seems like one of those types of guys. He's been coaching there. 40 years he well not the same high school but oh, he okay. has he's won like uh i think 12 state championships maybe more than that damn in the state of was Oklahoma. john voigt's character in varsity blues based on him <laughs> well he's black so <laughs> <laughs> not quite <laughs> he's like samuel he looks like samuel coach jackson Carter, okay. yeah coach Carter. Nice. Yeah, 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 exactly that's, Wait, so that's my dad do you remember like i mean so at, at like what young age like did he like put a ball in your hand or was it just like being around it oh it was just always it was always it was on TV. It was like I, we would go to my dad's practices, his games. My bro, I had an older brother. I have an older brother who you know played, and so I just like it was never like a thing where I, I got introduced to basketball. It was just a part of like life. Dang, dad. But I also he my dad was like great because he never forced us to like he never forced me to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. I just we chose it on our own. If and you want this. You know, if you want the rest of this food, yeah, but learn how to do a proper. <laughs> if you want this pass. bed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was there? Do you remember a specific moment where you go like, "Oh, this is like basketball is no longer just like I'm a, good a game. I'm game. I'm playing with my friends, but like I'm good." There you go, pro. Because for me, it was sixth grade. Yeah, I was quick. <laughs> I was the fattest kid, but I was quick, and I was the tallest kid, and I literally oh, and I shot the three. Dominant, dude. Literally, yeah. I was like in 1995. I was like, "I'm going pro. I'm going to be the first Jew out of Seattle into the NBA." Yeah. And then you know, and then you realize you. I think I heard about that story. Then you, then you're the you legends. Know, and then you, uh, and then I, you know, plateaued it at six feet and a half. And then I was like, and then you realize too, at that height, you're like, oh, you need ball handling skills if you're going to be that right. size to to go further. But like, was there a certain time where you like, I don't know, when you dunked or you uh, um, had a, had a summer league? Man, or, I, I was never like one of those kids who like thought they were going pro well i i wanted to but i never yeah. it was never like a foregone conclusion in my mind until like it was very very real mm. um because like i was like i was solid but like I, I didn't like become like nationally ranked until like uh i mean it's gonna sound stupid but like till my like bef right before my junior year right you know what i mean yep so I wasn't like one of those kids. Like there's guys like OJ Mayo and like yeah, the bronze yeah. of the world who are like right. before that people knew. You know what Shut I mean? Like up. yeah, because you played. Did you play against Durant's AAU? Team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so like back in those days, can you look at a guy like Kevin Durant and be like, 
that guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Those okay. were those guys. Okay, hundred percent. Okay, like Derrick Rose, like Kevin Durant, like mm-hmm. like Kevin Love was in my class, and he was like from the beginning, he was like ranked like you know top whatever. Yeah, uh, top ten, like probably like since eighth grade or something. Yeah, um, and I was never like really one of those guys. I started, I like cracked the top twenty like right before like the rankings, right before the rankings really started to matter. So I just kind of was like a, I, not really a late bloomer, but kind of yeah. in like that world, I guess. Yeah. What was that attention like? Um, it was crazy. It, it was it was good because for me it started on like a very small level, and just slowly built. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was like it was kind of like city, like uh, basketball, like um, fame, I guess, and right. I, yeah. uh, for lack of a better word, and then state, and then like region in college and then pro you know so you, you got built up to it. it didn't all happen at one time right and then you, know you come I mean? into the league and i mean and then what your last preseason game is mm-hmm. when the knee thing mm-hmm. happened the I, I i remember seeing that clip and just the look on your face when you landed yeah. from that dunk you knew i just knew right away yeah yeah i like, knew something was wrong yeah for sure. yeah did you just feel a pop or something yeah i like landed and felt like a little pop and i i um found out like a little bit later on, I went to like a, 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 a se- I had a second opinion. And this doctor was yeah. like, uh, I brought x-rays in because I'd been having a little bit like problems. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd had x-rays from like right before camp and then summer league. And I take him in and this doctor was like, oh, you've had a stress fracture in your knee for like two and a half months. And like it was missed at first. So like, I like, I don't know. I, I just, for a second opinion. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's one of those things where if you don't address it right at that point. Well, I basically I didn't. And so I had yeah. to sit out that full. If I had caught it early earlier on, yeah. then um, I probably wouldn't have had to sit out. Wow. So was there good. a uh, was there a time when you. Was that, that's not mine, right? Oh. It's all good. Oh, you're good. Was there a time when you um, uh, <laughs> got to the. I mean, when that happened, when you were like. Because I remember when that happened, I mean, you were, you were so hyped up. Coming out of um, yeah. Oklahoma, and yeah. uh, was that was college experience good? By the way, was it? Oh, I loved college. Yeah, loved college. Well, you so fuck, much fun. What's it like to just be like own the school as an athlete? Well, <laughs> I don't know the football. <laughs> like Oklahoma football for sure. runs the school because that was right. Sam Bradford was your still yeah, 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 yeah okay so that's like that team was doing really well so they probably and really since like like Oklahoma football came back in like two thousand whenever Bob Stoops got there yeah yeah and they like first year i can't remember what it was but like they won a, the national championship in like one of his first two years or something yeah. like that yeah well because i know that uh i was at sc and we were going against adrian peterson and that's like oh yeah, yeah. that like, was like a, even like a little bit later but then from then on like oklahoma yeah. football was back and it's like it hasn't really left i mean not that we've won like a bunch of national championships but they're top like yeah. five every year you yeah. know, bradford 10. just walk around just to like just yeah like i've, I've been playing against the jumpsuits yeah. <laughs> just be like yeah. Just pop collars. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, I've actually known Sam for a long time. Like, we kind of like grew up in the same, you know, like leagues and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. Sam was like, Sam was the man for sure. Basketball's kind of an afterthought. At, 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 not an afterthought, but it's just not what football is. Do they do they cater um, pretty well to the, uh, I mean, the student athletes? Like, is, yeah. you get like, and you got all that travel and everything, like, kind of set you up for the pros. Uh, some somewhat yes yeah i mean the whole like progression of youth basketball all the way through like aau to college is like it 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 does in a way get you ready for the nba yeah Mm -hmm. um are you glad that social media wasn't as big as it is now like when you were in college yes and no but like i feel like 
if if it was around earlier like kids now who are like like lebron's kids and stuff like yeah they know how to navigate it really well yeah yeah so it was like kind of one of those things for us where it started to become new and i don't think we knew how to really navigate social media yeah so yes and no you know it's a blessing and a curse but right because yeah because then if you're if you grow up with it then you'll know not to tweet yeah racial slurs when you're 13 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that'll, that'll that's the extreme <laughs> i mean that should yeah. be an assumed thing yeah, yeah you, you would think <laughs> or just, hold on like, i gotta call my lawyer uh, <laughs> or just even like the kids now like I, it's funny because every there's always like a new draft pick and I, it's, it'll probably like start fading out but like there's always a new draft pick who like ended up talking shit on like one of the players of the team that got drafted oh, like, yeah. that was uh i remember that was larry nance jr Got, was it Larry? Got said drafted about, to the Lakers, and then yeah. he had this whole rant about Kobe back in yeah, the day. Yeah. And they found the tweets, and, and they like, pulled Coop, up. Kuz had a tweet that was like, <laughs> had a tweet that was great. Uh, I'm not gonna bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah we, you know, it, like every, it's yeah. not just the, it's like even like the there was like an MLB player who had like the string of like really like racial oh, stuff right. like from back in the day, and it was just on his. It was just back in the archives of his Twitter. Yeah, I feel like kids that have like grown up especially like like i said like lebron's kids and like the kids that are big now like yeah they're not gonna have to deal with that well i mean i mean you're a dad are you gonna try to introduce social media to your no, kids or try I to hide the two of them as i much don't as i have like a private account that oh, okay. like family and friends follow yeah. um but i don't post them i just like remember seeing like some of my teammates kids who were just, who were like out there i guess mm -hmm. like they'd be at games and people would, like take pictures of them or like yeah, they like they'd have oh, to stop yeah. and take pictures with, and i don't i don't want i don't want any of that to touch my kids yeah so they're like, like a certain out, age, you know if you're out and about and someone comes up to you and you have and you happen to have your kids with you is that when you're like hey man i'm with my kids like uh i've done that a couple times but yeah I don't, like even then like if it's kids i will i'll never oh and yeah but like, like yeah sometimes like you. it's you like know, adults and stuff 35 and I'm like, year old man has got a ball yeah and you're like i'm like Bro. at the park with my kids yeah <laughs> like, like i'm about to ride the teacups dude like, <laughs> <laughs> chill out um, uh what's the craziest thing that you've said after a dunk and that you've wanted <laughs> to say but you were so fucking riled up that the adrenaline got in the way like you know what i'm saying like yep like where you say exactly what you meant to say after the dunk but sometimes maybe like to that path to get to the rim was so exhausting that you were going to be like, you want to fucking take that shit? But you were like exhausted. So you're like, then that's what you fucking get. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm going to let you guys down with this answer, but mm -hmm. I'm so, I do not like. No talk. I don't, yeah. Oh. I don't really talk like, not like after like a big dunk, like big yeah. dunk or something like that. I think. Not even like a quick like you suck do, it or like. No. Feel my, feel my. I just kind of do like the stare like, thing. <laughs> the stare, yeah. You, you know? do stare. I will, I yeah. And I, I used to do it more than I do now, but. I just yeah I don't Timothy Mozgov is still feeling <laughs> your stare. stare and he st yeah, he yeah, he probably yeah. wakes up and he sees that and he sees that stare in his nightmares. Yeah, he's I I was actually at that game oh, and really? my brother-in-law uh had just gotten a call from his wife my sister uh -huh. and she like forced him to go up to the snack bar to, t to, t to take the call, he oh. missed that dunk. <laughs> it's like one of the wild, greatest dunks dude. of all time. And he came back and be like, something happened. What I miss? I go, how do I describe to you what just happened? Like, so yeah. if you he ever... And he looked in the stands and pointed <laughs> to you. And you weren't there. You were like, there. Where, where, how did he know who you were? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. If, 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 if you ever saw a man just get completely demasculated <sighs> by another man, that's what happened. 
that yeah. I mean, yeah. How oh, do you even? Man. I mean, not to be again a, a shitty post game reporter, but how do you describe Blake? <laughs> that feeling. Taking, but I mean, like, because it's not like you can plan, right? I mean, basketball is so much of just reacting and not trying to, yeah. you know, muscle memory, not think too much, right? So I, I, to me, it's like I don't know if other guys agree with this. It like a dunk or a play like that. I don't know if it's just how you remember it, but I always remember it happening very slowly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It all comes together because you kind of like you go up to jump, like if it's like coming off the rim and you're catching a putback, yeah. it's like, okay, this is happening. I need it to bounce like this. It bounced like that. Okay, you know what I mean? It yeah, all like comes together so slowly, yeah. And then it, it happens, and then you feel like the woof of like the either the crowd if it's at home and it's a big if it's on yeah. the road then it's like ooh you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's almost just as good yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was about to say what's better having having your hometown fans just explode or like when you you're on the road and the road fans just go oh like, like yeah. he just he just ruined our guy yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it definitely at home just because yeah. like it, it like lingers and then right. they play the replay and you hear people go crazy over and yeah. you, know, you hear it over and over but on the road, it's it's really fun, especially if there's like a crowd that's like a lot of people talk shit, and it's just and like, being in L.A. too, there's got to be like, you know, maybe you look over and you see like, you know, Bonnie Hunt or Vivica A. Fox <laughs> being like, yo, yeah, yeah. Blake, that you was know, fucking you know, Bonnie Hunt, Ross. like somebody just being like, what the fuck, somebody man? dope, yeah, somebody <laughs> dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, has that ever happened where you do some crazy play and you, yeah, uh, you're you're in the garden and you stay and, and you stare down Spike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Um, I remember one time we were playing the Lakers and. Uh, I kind of had like a baseline like Andrew Bynum came up and like kind of a double clutch mm-hmm. dunk and I remember it might have been right before half and I remember I always kind of go put my mouthpiece thing up and I was walking by Jack and he was like he looked at me and he was like uh, it was, I think it was my second year I was like Whoa. oh that was cool <laughs> got a yeah. cool. Jack look yeah, yeah the- nice double clutch yeah, yeah. <laughs> Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by Koi CBD. Ooh, CBD oil, baby. Feeling relaxed just hearing me talk about it, aren't you? If you don't know what CBD oil is, don't feel like a dum-dum. Adam's here to tell you. CBD is an oil derived from industrial hemp and has no psychoactive effects, man. So you can get the medical benefits, okay, from the hemp plant without getting high. There's no weed. You're not going to get paranoid. It's a great natural alternative to over-the-counter and pharmaceutical drugs. People use CBD oil uh, for pain, depression, anxiety, stress, inflammation. Uh, New benefits are being discovered for CBD oil all the time. My mom uses the topical cream from Koi CBD, and uh, it's helped immensely, uh, which is big time because she's been having a a tough time with arthritis and finding uh, a solution. And Koi CBD is stepping up to the plate with their topical creams. They've got uh, uh, tincture uh, droplets, uh, vape pens, edibles, pet products for your uh, for your dogs and cats to to chill out. Come on. It's a stressful life being a cat and a dog. You want to chill out? Get some Koi CBD treats. They got topical products and more. All their products are manufactured in the USA with 100% natural CBD oil. It's a family-owned and operated company, and it truly is the best-tasting CBD products on the market. I feel like left and right, uh, people are approaching me after shows uh, just being in the comedy business because comedy and and uh, you know CBD kind of go hand in hand. Uh, it's a great stress reliever for our world. Uh, the Koi CBD gummies 
I fuck with daily because uh, it puts me in a zen state before I start my day and at night kind of relaxes me and, and helps me sleep better, quite honestly. It's America's number one trusted CBD brand. All the Koi CBD products are THC free uh, and there's a guaranteed purity, safety, and consistency level in all of their products. They're the best tasting CBD products on the market. Again, I've tried so many. Um, the amount of people that have you know been like, try these pens, we got these flavors and these, you know, you can put strawberry root beer it's like, shut, shut up man no I'm going with Koi CBD because they got the most shit and the best tasting shit and quite honestly um, it's made me feel the best at any of the products I've tried and that's why they're America's number one trusted CBD brand so if you want to get your stress relief on your relaxation going and start living a better healthier life get rid of that depression anxiety stress and just start feeling better then, uh, then, then get hooked up with Koi CBD okay head on over right now to KoiCBD.com, that's K-O-I-C-B-D.com, and enter promo code about last night for 20% off any retail order from the website. That's Koi, K-O-I-C-B-D.com, uh, promo code about last night for 20% off any retail order from the website. Gummies, tinctures, pens, creams, they got it all. I'm telling you, they're the shit. And, uh, and Brad and I couldn't love them more. Who knows? They might fucking make Brad grow, which would ruin his act, but but uh, would help them reach the Cocoa Puffs on the top shelf. Well, and, and there's got to be those moments because, like, as fans, we like to think that players aren't human and that you guys are just robots. You yeah. don't see that. You don't care yeah. about it. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we, like, when, when, like, has a fan ever yelled something out and, and you want to stop and be like, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. People right? cross the line. Yeah. Pe- for sure, people cross the line all the time, but. Most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, yeah. I probably ignore it and just like keep rolling. But do you ever use it and go, you know, and then just oh like yeah, the for way sure. Reggie did with Spike for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think there was one clip where you were watching a replay and you threw water over your shoulder. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. it may have landed on somebody in the front yeah, row, yeah. but that was a complete accident, though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Actually, uh, my that guy and me like recreated it. Um, oh really? Yeah. One time we were we were in a. Uh, <laughs> like Cabo together actually and uh we like recreated the whole thing it was it was it was nice it was, yeah, there you it was go. where were you uh when the uh the mouse at the palace happened and what uh, did that uh do to you as far as like how you viewed the game and what was the fan uh, play I just I just like thought it was not this was like that was like what 2000 Ron Artest was still in Indiana so it was like mm-hmm. 2000 like Six, six, early, yeah, yeah or like maybe that. even maybe earlier, maybe I don't four. know, I don't know exactly when yeah. it was, but like not really being in the league, no social media, like yeah. I saw it, and it was like that's crazy, like that's nuts, and I just never, it never really like, it, it never like really that. registered to me like what yeah. the fans were doing, and because I wasn't in it, I didn't see it from a certain side, right? Yet, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like when, and I think all fans should know this: when you're shooting a free throw. Mm-hmm. And the and the opposing team is do or the opposing team's fans are doing that wave thing or they have those sticks mm-hmm. behind the hoop. Mm-hmm. Does that actually distract you? <laughs> I don't even see it. Okay, so <laughs> there there you go. It. Stop doing that, stop fans. Doing all I mean, all you do is stand up and block my view when I have that seat. So stop wanna, it. They want to be a part of the action. <laughs> I don't think I see it. Maybe at first, but then you just you're so used to it now that it doesn't even like. Yeah. It's almost weird when they're not there. <laughs> there you go. See, guys, you're, you're making the opposing player more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah, it would, it, I feel like it is weirder to shoot when it's dead silent than if it is like noise. Do you have a pregame music or a pregame routine or pregame snacks? I have um, 
I do do like a pregame snack. I do all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of long and kind of boring. I'll give you an abridged version. Can I guess? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Bare Naked Ladies one week. Yeah. It's been. <laughs> while eating, it's been. Uh, uh, while eating um, a turkey and ham Lunchable. Mm-hmm. But without the cracker. You just eat the meat. Right, no gluten. No yeah. gluten. <laughs> Obviously. And then um, and you wash it down with... Uh, with a fresca. Nah, Capri Sun, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you you were, were right fooled. there. You were so close. Oh. <laughs> what, what did I not win on uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. episode of Guest Blake's <laughs> Snacks? Uh, I do like this. Like We have all these like homemade, like um, natural, like yeah, dude. healthy energy bars that like aren't that great, but like you're just kind of like, all right. You yeah, know. you're like, is this piss and oatmeal? Yeah. But they're like, yeah, but it's good Date, for you. Dates with piss and oatmeal. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adam Silver just announced that he's he's thinking about and discussing new tampering rules that would be like a $10 million fine yeah. if he finds out that you're tampering. Do you think you could ever stop players from just texting each other and being like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to... No, but I also like, yeah. is that tampering? I don't know. Like I, he he hasn't said what would be. I to me, tampering is like team officials. Yeah, making statements in the media about like their plans or who yeah. they like. If mm-hmm. you know, unless it's like their own team. Like I just saw somebody today, like just now, got uh, like either warned or fined because the the GM of Milwaukee basically said. When the time comes, we're gonna offer Giannis two fifty, the you know two hundred fifty million, yeah, max deal, and that's like a form of tampering. They're trying to get in the way, probably of all the Warriors talk, right? To kind of be like, yo, Giannis, like cause yeah. that, that came out <laughs> right. too, right? Yeah, Fuck. I mean, and but if well, someone else I, is talking, uh, sorry, he, I'm sure he yeah. got asked about that, yeah, and was like, hey, what, you know, well, so, and that's a hard situation for him to be in because, like, what what are you gonna say? No, we're not gonna pay our player. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna say that you're gonna that. You're I mean, gonna pay player. but even like. I'm not. I'm not sure the context, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. you know, conversations are had sure. in private that like the NBA will never know about. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess I get the the fine for tampering, like publicly saying it. Cause there's no need to, because yeah. that GM or whoever can just call his agent and be like, "Hey, this is we're you know we're gonna offer him two fifty. Yeah, and right. that no, that's never gonna get the NBA is never gonna find out about that. Yeah. So the public thing, I guess, I kind of get. Like they're just trying to crack down on it. Uh, two questions. Mm-hmm. What's it like to score 50 points? <clears throat> and what is it like to go to a new city and fucking be so dominant? Almost, I mean, I feel like, you know, you've never really had a bad season. But, like, dude, I feel yeah. like you took it up a notch. What's that? I've had some bad seasons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like, to us, it's like, did you score? You If you score in the NBA, I'm like, you fucking yeah. use it. <laughs> guy averages two dude. points, man. This guy's good, man. He contributed. That's a one uh, basket. Hey, man. <laughs> Mark Madsen had some good years. <laughs> he did. He did. He took a couple of charges. Uh, and he probably still brags about it. But, yeah. uh, but like to go to a new, a completely new environment, I think it's so, as a fan, we just expect like, yeah, it's fucking Blake Griffin, dude. He's like, he, he can't go to a new scene and be just as dominant and acclimate. But it's like, I mean, how uh, much do you think uh, you should be able to do that? And how much... Uh, is there actually like a transition period? There is a tra- well for me. There definitely was a transition period because I'd never been traded before. So I, I like it was everything I wasn't was new. To be, right? Everything was new. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially going to a team in the middle of the or not even the middle of the year. Like you know, we had I think thirty games left when I got yeah. traded, and and I just like it took me some time to like get acclimated and just used to like 
not only my teammates, but just being in a different place because I had only played in one year. Yeah, when, when I mean, you get one traded, place. where do you stay? Do you stay at the owner's house? Do you stay with a... You get... They normally... The, the team has to put you up in a hotel for like a certain amount of time. Okay. And then like you um, until you Yeah, until you can find something. But yeah, like you're playing while you're trying to get settled into a life. Yeah, that's yeah. Got, that's... I would like go look for like apartments or like... I ended up like basically Airbnb a house <laughs> um, for like the last like for like March and um, <clears throat> April, but I don't know, man. It was it was it was kind of weird because at that point in my career, um, you know, I had like three years in a row of like so, you know some injuries, some type of injuries, right. and, and um, you know the I don't I don't know that I was necessarily well received. Uh, in Detroit, because mm. you know, like this, this, you know, which I, you know, as a, as a, as just a fan of basketball, I, I don't, I'm not like blaming anybody, but it wasn't like I got traded and it was like, oh yeah, like yeah, oh, every, really? yeah, not everyone, like some, you know, some fans are very nice, very supportive, yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't, I wasn't a hundred percent well received. Um, you didn't get that like initial like, you know, intro and everyone just went nuts. It was kind of like split. Uh no no not not so much in the arena. Oh okay. I'm just I just mean like, you know, cuz you hear everything. You can't it's it's hard to block everything out. And, sure. Does um, that give you extra motivation where you're like, "Well, these guys Yeah, 100%. Guys. But like, you know, you you also like you, you have to earn people's respect. I don't sure. you know, you as a player, you don't just automatically assume um you know, everybody's just going to love you. You have to you got to go like earn that. <clears throat> and the way you do that in Detroit is is it's not I don't want to say it's easy but it's like those fans are are very well educated when it comes to sports and they're very passionate and they care if you care and you play hard Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I think they're smart enough to know like okay these guys aren't going to win every game and it's not going to happen overnight but like you got to play hard and you got to like you know care about the team basketball whatever you're doing and and um that's what I really appreciate about um uh, you know the the fans in Detroit is they're <clears throat> they're just such good sports fans. You know what I mean? And, and that's great. Um, and it's great to hear, and that's gonna make you feel better because I'm sure there's a party when you get traded. You're like, oh, I thought I was gonna be on this team for a while, and but then you go and you go and you go to Detroit, and then uh, you adhere yourself to those fans. Big dude. Yeah, I, th- th- I think that was your brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, here's one. Uh, are you happy with your NBA 2K rating? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Okay, <laughs> I, don't I, it I don't know. I didn't know if that was a thing because I hear about f- football players going nuts for their Madden ratings. All, I well, all I don't play. I don't play two K. I don't. Okay, so I don't. I don't necessarily care as much about that. I, I know quit. it's like a big thing, and when when people yeah get their ratings and they're not happy with them, then they're <laughs> upset. But I, don't. I got a question for you. Yeah. What's a better feeling? You got a shit, and you're <laughs> like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. And you make it to the bathroom. That's going to be tough to do. <laughs> Versus uh, seeing an alley-oop tossed up by whoever and being and for a second being like, like when you know it's about to happen, right? You run down the court. I don't know mm-hmm. how quick. We just had GP on and he said him and uh, Kemp he used to do a little like, ee like fucking thing oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, whatever, when you know it's about to happen uh, and you see the lob go up maybe too high and you still somehow oh, get to it. Yeah, probably definitely the shit still. <laughs> now they're both great. They're both great. Uh, Has there been a uh, lob that you definitely didn't think you were going to get to when you got to? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sometimes you just like... Can you make yourself jump higher when you're already in the air? <laughs> I mean... The right type... That seemed like the a good right, question. The right <laughs> type of... Th- like if a, if a lob's too high and it's mm-hmm. too fast, too like straight... Yeah. 
probably no chance. But like if they like really like lob it, you know what I mean? You can yeah. kind of like adjust a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, Steph Curry just announced after the FIBA tournament that he wants to uh, play for Team USA and mm-hmm. get a gold medal in, uh, in in the Olympics. Is that something that's on your bucket list in terms of like you? you yeah, want a gold yeah, medal? for sure. I've always wanted to. Always wanted to. I made the team. Um, the London Olympics and I literally like got hurt like I think the day before we started playing our like uh, exhibition games <clears throat> that was the year Anthony Davis was my uh, replacement okay um, one. well this was like he was yeah he was, he he was like literally Kentucky, right? hadn't even played in the NBA yeah. he was still awesome but yeah um, yeah so yeah I, I think playing the Olympics is definitely uh, definitely a goal but you know you gotta be it's, I, I've learned to like not like really i'm not focusing on that until the time comes yeah if, sure. the, if the opportunity presents itself you know uh who would win in a one-on-one game michael jordan or rick glassman oh uh, <laughs> current michael jordan current michael jordan yeah. current rick glassman yeah. or prime rick glassman or is, <laughs> does he think is he's there in a prime, prime rick glassman? i think <laughs> i think there was maybe five years ago okay. i played in many a comedy leagues with him never how good how good is rick Let's never see. met a shot he didn't like yeah i, I believe would that jack up threes I mean, he was the original, like, you know, when people were like, dude, Steph shoots it from so far back. Yeah, Rick yeah. would shoot from that far back and uh, and sometimes just As a joke, backboard. was he doing bits while he was playing? <laughs> or? Hilarious, dude. <laughs> sometimes. I remember he yelled at a wheelchair ref once, and I was oh. like, is this a bit? <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but then, uh, no, I mean, he, quick, like uh, surprisingly quick, you know. Do you ever get like that on the court where you're playing against somebody and you you go, oh, I I've done my scouting, I know, or I've seen them yeah, play, sure. and then they, you know, like you know somebody who just was the most deceptively, not not a quick person, but he was very deceptive. Was Boris Diaw? Remember no him? way! Boris of Diaw. course, he would do. He would just like journeyman. do like this thing where he was kind of like bringing it up court, and he would just like somehow spin or like twist and like. He'd be gone in a second. I mean, if you were ready for it, you were fine. But yeah. like, if you relaxed at all, he was like so good at like taking advantage of that. Uh, who's the most fun guy you've played on the court with? Like, where you just like you guys know you're competitive, but you always maybe make jokes with each other or oh, the most fun. Uh, yeah, whether it's a teammate well, or a opponent. I used to really love like every time I'd play against Tim Duncan, he would always do that. And I, I've told this story before, but he yeah. would always kind of do this thing where like first time out or first like free throw, and you're like lined up against each other. He would kind of always just like look at you and be like, "Not you again," or like, oh, "I'm so si- I'm fucking sick of you." Yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just yeah. joking around, and I always thought that was cool because that's rare, right? Everyone's pretty serious on the court. Uh, not as like I feel like when I first came in the league, everybody was so serious. It's probably because I was a rookie and everybody mm. hated me, but. <laughs> I feel like everybody's like you like everybody's so friendly now. Like you'll occasionally have like a certain guy here and there, but I feel like everybody's really friendly. Does that take away some of the? uh, Do you try to create or go out of your way to? What's up, Blake? Fuck you! Get yourself like fired up. (laughs) Spit on people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know if it takes away, man. I think I've just learned to like kind of shift my mindset. So when I first came in, I I was I was very much the same way. I would like you know I would I didn't want to like really like talk to people unless i was really close with them mm-hmm. but i don't know it's just kind of the way basketball is now we all grew up playing against and with each other yeah yeah that like everybody knows everybody what was it like to be on the court with jordan for the first time i was never on the court with jordan never Bro- no. played against him 
You mean like in an NBA game? Yeah. Michael Jordan probably been in the league since 2009. <laughs> I thought Jordan retired in like 2011. What what Jordan are you talking about? <laughs> Wizards Jordan. No. no. Michael Jordan retired in like from the Wizards. He <laughs> yes. again retired or for the third time retired in like Oh, I can't believe I don't know this, but early two thousand, yeah, way yeah. before I was, way before. What about I was Eddie there. Jordan on the Grizzlies? <laughs> no, yeah, Eddie Jordan. Me and Eddie, man, <laughs> for the first time, when arguably I'm, the better Jordan. Uh, yeah, you you stretch your acting chops a little bit in uh, Whitney Cummings movie, mm-hmm. uh, the female brain. Is that something that you want to continue? Uh, or if uh, parts come up, great. But are you gonna like do the LeBron production company thing and like try to go nuts? Uh, I. Don't know about acting. Like, Whitney and, and Neil Brennan, mm-hmm. you know, wrote that movie together, and, and uh, they basically kind of written a part that was pretty much for me, you know? Yeah. It was like a, a professional athlete who... Grew up in had, Oklahoma. Yeah. Got slightly red hair. So, like, yeah, like, black and white. I hate to break it to you, it was, for, it was Freddie Jordan. <laughs> 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 so you just were available. Yeah. He was still playing at the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I th- I kind of did that one because it's like you know that was like made for me two yeah. two people who I really like wrote it and yeah. um, I- I'll do things here and there that I think are really fun but I have like started doing like some production stuff here and there mm-hmm. um, bringing back Air Bud yeah absolutely <laughs> I'm playing par- I'm playing the part of Bud yeah that'd be fucking great <laughs> the voice of the dog he yeah. never hey, talked yeah. all he does is he puts the Snapchat dog filter on yeah. his face and he and, it's like and why it's like old. why aren't these animal roles going to people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Someone will start griping about that. I did always think that when I watched those movies, I was like, I want to hear the dog fucking like when he catches the frisbee, like he just—it's like it's like no big thing, like the same way when we talk about you dunking, like you, yeah, you, know, you want some celebration, you want yeah. a little showmanship from Bud. <laughs> That's yeah. what the movie missed. If I yeah. could yeah, yeah, yeah. Ebert it, yeah, if you can go back and like pee, like pee on the opponent or something like that. That's solid. <laughs> yeah, dude, That's solid. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm sure like, some guys, but he all, he could go the other way and do like a nice thing and go just start <laughs> sniffing asses on the other team. <laughs> He's like, what, dude, dude, I'm 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 trying to say what up. (laughs) I'm trying to say what's up. That's how my people do it. (laughs) Doris Burke, don't don't stick that microphone in my face if you don't don't want my nose in your butt. I've said it a million times. And I'll say it again. (laughs) Oh, I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad dog. I I know we got to wrap up in a second. No, no, you're good. But uh, Space Jam 2, is that something that you're going to be a part of? No. No, absolutely ah. not. No, I wasn't. No, I, no, no, not not. I was. It was never even brought up to me. Okay, Cause yeah, because yeah, I know that was a big thing. Uh, what about Red Dawn Four? <laughs> yeah, well, it's on the radar. <laughs> if this, if our scheduling works out, yeah. Uh, but it is how like, do you spend the off season? Like, yeah, I, mean, I the first like when I first finish, I don't really do anything for two weeks. No working out. No basketball. I don't even pick up a basketball. Yeah. Um. So I'm really just like here kind of like working and stuff and um enjoying like having some free time and yeah. then i start to slowly get into i start lifting and like doing like like yoga or something mm-hmm. just to do something and after about a month i start doing basketball so like this year like around june like beginning of june mid-june nice okay. and then in the mornings it's all workout and in the afternoon i do like i'll go do like whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know do you try I'll to stay pretty stuff. disciplined like is it uh yeah but i also like over the years i've learned to like in the off season like, i have to like kind of enjoy um food and like travel and stuff yeah. because during the season i eat so strict and you know you, you can't you once the season starts next week 
there there is no vac- vacation there's no right there's only you only get one day off about a week and like you know that's it that's fine yeah but that's just how it is so like in the off season, I, I've learned to like really like enjoy like my yeah. time off. Have a know? cheat day, now, <clears throat> yeah. Right, have a cheat six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we do in that off day during the season, like just sleep or like go see a movie. Off or... day during the season, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll like sleep in, eat, just like watch TV, go see mm. a movie, yeah. anything like that. You guys right. get massaged constantly too, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, like deep tissue massage. Yeah, where it's like so it's not the nice elbow one. like yeah. hurts, you know. Yeah. But you like learn to like enjoy those. How necessary is all that stuff? Ice bath and all that. It depends on the player. Like yeah. for me, like I, I, you know, last season I played like the most minutes since my rookie year, I think. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I also played like seventy six of our eighty two. Um, so like my recovery now for me is huge. So it's like you yeah. know you spend two hours a day just doing recovery like modal like stuff to like help recover Damn. on top of like practice and all that. But for me, at this point in my career, like that's what I do, and like that's what you know allows you to play. Yeah. Uh, for, for this for this upcoming <laughs> season, we had the, one of the crazier NBA off seasons that's ever yeah. happened, with just guys going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I feel like in the previous years, we've kind of known like what two teams were going to be near the top, like yeah. almost from the beginning of the year. Is, is are for you, for a long time? Yeah. No. So like, is 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 this year? Are you? Is, is there some extra excitement? Like what's going to happen like who like what teams are going to be on top yeah and also just because it also feels like a trade or an injury can really really change the the landscape too you yeah. know i mean like the the parody in basketball is at all time high and not all time high but it's it's as good as it's been in a while yeah which is great but yeah. like there's there's also other teams who could like make a trade and and also, like, pop up and not be, like, a team. You know what I mean? Because it's not so stacked. Like, yeah. I, I think, like, even if, like, Clay and KD don't get hurt, the Warriors are winning that series. It's not right. uh, in I my mind. And not not that Toronto doesn't deserve it. They absolutely do. Because sure. just like in the past, like, the Warriors were very – they were – they didn't get injured. You know what I mean? Steph got injured that one time. But they really, like, they had everybody together. Yeah, and that's was, part of being a championship team. Right? Yeah, it was it's like Draymond getting suspended the one year that the Cavs yeah, won. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of allowed <laughs> Cleveland to uh, – to Yeah, to I mean, that helps. You never know sure. what's going to happen, but that helps. It's like all those things – and, again, that's not to take away from, like, a team that wins a championship. That's part of it. Like, you, yeah. you're the timing, like, all that stuff goes into it. You know what I mean? It's not always just – Okay, throw the ball up, and you know this. This whatever happens, happens. There's there's variables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, something about the um, the season? Like, what gets you most like jacked up for it? Like, is it just like the first game, like getting back, like seeing yeah. everybody? Like, uh, I just like it's kind of weird. At the end of every season, you're just you've played so many games yeah. that you're so tired, and like you know, whenever it ends, like you're kind of like, whew, like. Mm-hmm. I need to just like not think about anything for a while, and then at the end of every off season, I'm like, like right now, I, I I'm ready to go back. Jones, I'm ready to yeah, I'm ready to like play again, like have that like have that feeling, have that kind of like different type of structure. Yeah, um, like I I, I I like that a lot. Are you one of those guys? Like you hear the stories of the legendary Michael Jordan, who according to Adam Ray, you played against. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was just like super competitive all the time. Like you and Bob Cousy were friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> like. <laughs> If if you sit down and play a game of cards, a game of hungry, hungry hippos, are you that competitive all the time? Or are you able to like turn it off just or turn it back um, on just for basketball? Quick I think I'm able to mask it. Okay, <laughs> uh, but not like if I'm playing like a 
like game with my kids. Oh, sure. Like, I beat them every time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you're able to like kind of like, you know, because we play cards on the plane, and it's like, yeah, it's. I also get the camaraderie part of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I I want to win every single time. Yeah. But like, cards to me, it's not the same as like basketball or even something else like physical. Mm-hmm. I guess the, I guess my my competitiveness is more like in in that realm. Okay. Um, Do you get starstruck? Or have you pretty much just like been in so many dope situations and parties? <laughs> I remember I was at a uh, what, what after party was a um, SBA I saw Awards? you. It, you and Drake were there. Was it Chappelle? Oh, it was it oh. Chappelle? Oh, after the New Year's uh, show, his him and John Mayer, I think, at um, Delilah's. Yeah, it wasn't New Year though. That was uh, of course. Yeah. Wow, you don't remember walking by and like barely looking at me, dude? <laughs> yeah. Was that so New Year? Up, Blake, and you gave me a hug. Was that New? Oh yes, yeah, I'm dude. sorry. And Drake walked because I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, yo, I'll be right back. I just, I just, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just showed up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what, that was that, that was, was New Year's. That was New Year's. Yeah, it was the mm-hmm. Chappelle John yes. Mayer. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. But like you know, it, that was that's just. I mean, there were so many cool people there. Yeah. And uh, I feel like those things are just you know. Oh, listen, man. Well, now, or do you, still- you know, when you've lived a dope now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's times like... Like, you know Peja Stoyakovic. <laughs> I know. How cool is that to think about you can before text you go to bed? Death yeah. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> can you right I now? don't know, man. Uh, I there, Yeah, the, sure, like if I met like Tom Hanks, I'd be like, whoa, that's that's Tom Hanks. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know about like Starstruck anymore. I remember the mm-hmm. first time I like, in the NBA, I remember I was one of our first preseason games was against the Spurs. I was like warming up. This is like way before the game. And I kind of like turned and I looked down and Tim Duncan was warming up on the other end. And I just stopped. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe this is about to happen. I mean, he got drafted in like the, you know, in the nineties. Like I've been watching him since I was eight years old. Yeah. dude, yeah. You that's know what I mean? Crazy. And like now I'm about to finally play against him. Like that's, that's crazy. I, I had that same feeling yeah. when I acted with um, Jim Belushi on According <laughs> to Jim. Yeah. Uh, I was like, dude, I've been seeing this guy in yeah. so many Lifetime original. I get movies. it. Yeah. I get it. And the first time I I played with uh, James Naismith, man, I was like, no. <laughs> so dope. It was just like surreal. Like this guy created basketball, and here I am yeah. in the All Star I mean, game I last know how year. They're keeping him alive. This is weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, now, have, have have you had the time now where some rookie has come up to you and been like, oh God, Blake Griffin, like I can't believe I'm playing against you because. Sure no, but, well, because like I would, I I would never have gone up to Tim Duncan and said that. No guys like really do that. You know what I mean? But yeah, it kind of admits yeah, weakness yeah, or something. Yeah, I, like, you I don't, you don't want to admit you're a fanboy. But also like now, like there's just guys who like because of social media, because of all this stuff, you're kind of connected to guys before they even get in. Like yeah, like are you texting with Bull Bull? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just call him Bull. Bull son? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name nice. is Bull Bull. Yeah. He's from Oregon. He's the same height. He's yeah. He's, he's he's legit. He's huge. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Denver? He's in Denver? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, Denver. I think it was a late draft pick. Uh, this is, yeah, uh, he dropped a lot. This has been a uh, bull bull talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <And> this, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but but like, yeah. So like, the players coming up. Uh, do you do you have contact with them? Like, if you see a college guy do something legit, do you send a tweet, send a text? Yeah, I mean, there's just certain guys who like you know some. I have an AU program now, so oh, like. Nice. Um, or like it's called the EYBL, like Elite Youth Basketball League, mm. and so you you like I would go I go to tournaments, so I'll see kids play, and like you just you meet kids, and then like eventually like they're in the NBA, like that's just how it works. So, yeah. When did a guy know. like Zion get on your radar? Like, we're, I mean, 
what this is like sophomore year of high school because his really? like dunks were so crazy they were all over Instagram. Well, maybe they, he I don't, I don't think he didn't blow up to like maybe junior year, but like yeah, still that's like that's crazy. So you got so you guys knew like at that point like people or like people were talking about Zion or you heard. Yeah, but it's it's also hard to know. Like I didn't know how good of a basketball player Zion was because all I saw was him dunking. It was not like I saw game footage. Yeah. Sure, he's you know what I mean. Doing, so I, he's not doing like people a, would be like Team like, one dream shake, right? Or people are like, dunk. you know, what do you think of the Zion kid? I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. I don't. Not that I think he's bad, but yeah, he, I don't know. I haven't. That's so all you're I seen. He's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Zion Williams thinks he only dunks. Yeah. Um, Were well, the guys you try to model? Because uh, you're like considered up in the greatest dunkers of all time, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, by me, my mom, Vince. Brad. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Vince Carter. Yeah, that's a guy. Like, who I was gonna say, who do you model or who did you well, like aspire when you were a kid looking and you were like, dude, I'm gonna. Yeah, not that. necessarily model, like you know, because he it was two completely different type of yeah. players. But mm-hmm. like, he to me is like the best dunker of all time in game, uh, um, like dunk contest. Dunker, like everything, does it all. Because there's yeah, guys yeah. that can just do like cool pregame dunks, right? But maybe yeah, in the for game, sure. they don't have the. Yeah, he can do it all, and he he he's the best dunker of all time. And so it's like still playing, still crazy. playing, coming back. 31, age forty two, I want to say fifty eight. No, he's fifty eight. <laughs> it's crazy. Who retires first, Vince Carter, Tom Brady? Uh, Vince, Vince. <laughs> okay, I think this. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I could probably keep going, but. See, I I would hope that they would somehow trade him back to Toronto and like mid season. Yeah, that'd be cool. I know, dude. Cool. Like mid season, he goes Finish back. I thought that was gonna happen. Me too. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it now. Do you, you think you'll go back to Oklahoma? Quit the NBA. Go back to college. <laughs> 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 be a great story, dude. Oh, dude. Go to class and stuff. Fifty four. Oof. Actually, no. The plot oh. of Airboat 54 is he opens a club in homage oh to Studio 54. And he's like, I can never go in. I was a dog. And they're like, you can talk? It's a work in progress. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Bring in some sentimental value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is there an arena you're most pumped uh, to play in that has that's cooler than others? The Garden. It is. In New York. It's like there's – it's all it's all real. Like everything you hear about it. It's like the energy is just different there. And like if – I guess the – best they've been since i was in the nba is when i guess they we played them they just gotten carmelo and remember mari was there for his mari. first year and he was killing his yeah. first year he was taking those red and wine baths yeah, that, yeah that's his secret he had just converted to judaism <laughs> yeah um, and then blew his knee out so fucking yeah you know but again, i remember Jews playing there in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're cursed <laughs> there's curse dude shortly after <laughs> yeah <laughs> his trip to the motherland yeah <laughs> he was like baruch that's a fuck <laughs> dude you fucking should have done it dude oh, man take off the keep up <laughs> but like but, but like going to play them at that at, at that time there was yeah just, there they was were stacked that energy. was that was like the garden was like it's just like a buzz yeah. at all times there's just a, like a, a energy like moving around also it's like right in the heart like it's such a yeah. dope spot in the yeah. city where there's so much happening right around it yeah it's really 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 cool place but there are other like boston garden is is awesome too yeah mm-hmm. um how was seattle was or it dope? td guard whatever it's called um key arena I never played there either, <laughs> but <laughs> that. But that you're, close. you're close. You're close because they left. The, they left the. And then I got drafted the following year. Yeah. So I never played like in that arena. When, yeah. <laughs> what was it like to play there on 2K? Oh yeah, dude. Oh man, the assholes, energy. Man. I had a second part to that question. <laughs> the energy. Yeah. The energy. Um, was I've heard from guys that Seattle was question. awesome. Yeah. Guys loved playing in Seattle. Really? Loved. Fuck. And I yeah. 
I have teammates who are from Seattle who are like, dude, there's just no like. I've been there. Like, to yeah. play, I played in Jamal Crawford's pro am. Oh, did you really? Up there, fuck yeah, awesome like basketball town. I they just to. rave about, yeah, like the. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a big sports yeah, city. Seattle so needs Seattle needs a, a basketball team. From what I hear, I, I don't you know never got to play. Can you help there. out with that? I put I put like five hundred bucks down. To, <laughs> I sent it to Silver PayPal. A, he actually <laughs> didn't confirm it. I think it was another Adam Silver, but. Um, <laughs> Turns out Silver didn't have PayPal. Yeah, 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 who knew? <laughs> yeah, people yeah. think he's a man of the man of the people. Would you? Uh, is there a you see like Shaq doing like Papa John's and everything? Like, yeah. do you think like man? Is there a point where I'm just gonna like? Because there's got to be people coming do to everything. Do everything. Like, do everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for Shaq to be like, Yo, you need a tampon? You know, like just <laughs> new Shaq pons. You know? Shaq's, Shaq's gonna be the next sponsor of about last night. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we'll hell. see if we can make it happen. Yeah, is mean, there a product though that you see? Get that like, money back from Silver's <laughs> <laughs> PayPal. Yeah, yeah. Sure, send and it try to Shaq. Yeah. Send it back. But uh, is there something you see that you're like, man, that'd be cool if I could get involved with Jamba Juice or? <laughs> <laughs> you mean like owning stuff or like well, just that, doing or commercials? Just being like commercials. Oh, because the key ones were no, so man. I, I like I did that and I like. Uh, it like ran its course yeah um there are like i only do stuff now that i really like will enjoy or it's like kind of a partnership or like it pays well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's you know no i hear <laughs> something you believe in right yeah, yeah. No, or no no something like i i um i sort of like started kind of like restructuring all my deals to where like if I was going to do a commercial, I was going to do something creative. I got creative control. Awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's way more fun to me. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got into like I wanted to like try like you know produce stuff here and there. Yeah. Is like it's so much fun to me to like, okay, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. You have the idea. You go from A to Z, and and you know you deliver this product. Because then I'm like happy about it. I used to have to like shoot a commercial that I had no creative control, and I'd be like, this isn't funny, and they're like we can't change it now yeah. <laughs> so you do it and it ter- comes out and every time i would see it on on tv i would be like ugh, like it's just like i didn't like it so yeah. i just like as long as like i'm able to like be a part of it from from the beginning to the end i'll at least be like somewhat proud of it and mm-hmm. like it might not be like the best thing ever but i'll at least like know that like this was like a, a full thing that I, you know, worked on. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it, it was probably a similar thing with the roast where you like, you you didn't want to just take jokes from the writers. Like, right. you wanted to have your personal point of view in there and, you know, actually have, if it succeeds, great. That yeah. was because of you. If, yeah. if, if it fails, okay, that's because of me. Like, I can't blame anybody else. Right. Like, like you had you had complete control of the situation. Absolutely. Like, there's something about ownership. So, it's, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to say, like, I only do... <laughs> commercials that I believe in the product <laughs> like you know it's just like it's just kind of different at this point in my career sure. I don't want to just like sign on be the spokesperson and like do something especially you know now with like everything lives everywhere yeah you know what I mean it's not yeah. like it's just like on TV and it goes away mm-hmm. um, and then going back going back to the roast uh, we'll wrap it up yeah yeah uh, was there anything that was said to you where where you were like, you got your feelings hurt. Like that one, that one uh, kind of got me. Nothing that really got my feelings hurt. I don't really like get mm-hmm. like that too often. But there was a lot that I was like, that yeah. Uh, Nikki Glazer's "You Look Like a Black Guy" made by a printer running out of ink. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, I mean, it's a it it's a great joke. It's a, but, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, uh, I think a, it was a Greg Fitzsimmons has had this quote where he's like. If you want to know exactly what people think of you, 
do a roast. Yeah. Because that's what they're going to talk about. Absolutely. And the the big like laughter and applause only mm-hmm. confirms it. Yeah. yeah. You so know, like, it's not. It's not like oh, they're laughing because it's like funny, but it's not like no. It's like it's confirmation yeah, for you. Yeah. So yeah. So like when they laugh hard at that joke, you're like, wow. I guess I do look like that guy. Yeah. I mean, well, I've also like you know, I did like uh, in Montreal this mm-hmm. this year when I I was like judging one night yep. at, at roast battle and, and yeah, um, I was, yeah, I was there that night. That was uh, the uh, night where I popped out as the as the purple puppet or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. And Jimmy that's Carr good. came out and he goes. <laughs> Uh, Blake Griffin, uh, kind of orange, you know. It's like uh, if if Trump designed a black guy. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm a, I'm well aware that yeah. I have an orange yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hue yeah. to me. But yeah, yeah um, it, it, it it's just that thing where and and you you can always say you're gonna be prepared, but then once you hear like you say a comic do it and the a whole room laughing, yeah, you're like, yeah. wow, motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't really like, I don't know. I think they're, I thought they were really funny. There were some really good jokes. I can't believe I'm like blanking on some of the other ones. Uh, yeah. Chris, go back and watch the roast people. It's all awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Chris yeah. Red said, um, it was like Blake Griffin looks like nine different, uh, nationalities or something all teaming up to make sure he never wins the NBA championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, Chris. Yeah, I mean, that's really good. when you said Nikki Glazer, when you were like, Larry Bird is here. Oh, sorry, Nikki Glazer. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. I love a good I Larry Bird I felt so reference. bad because she was so like, yeah, I mean, that's what's so great about you. You were like, I'm so sorry. You were so nice before. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't know you were going to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it, and, and, and that's the thing is, is you have to take all the feelings out of it and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do these jokes. Yeah afterward we'll all be cool yeah but uh yeah during during that that was a really fun roast to watch you had a great mix of people that were like really close to alec yeah. and then people like yourself that were like <laughs> the, wa- know, the wild card before. yeah and, like when you when when they brought that to you did you did you immediately say yes i'm doing it or was there some hesitation uh yeah i think i i was like yeah i'll do that for sure that's great. Um, but I think I kind of wanted to hear like who was on the, sure, yeah, on the dais too. But yeah, but so, yeah, I, I wanted to do it for sure. Yeah. So if you heard like Brad Williams and Adam Ray were on the dais, you'd be like, I'm not going to associate <laughs> with those guys. Dude. If Eddie yeah. Jordan's there, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Is a uh, real quick. I want to know what's a cooler feeling hitting like, um, you know, a three at the uh, at the buzzer or mm-hmm. like to uh, you know, <clears throat> I know you've done that a handful of times uh, to to you know. Uh, close the game out or uh, or get an and one with a dunk like somebody is going up and you know when you're going up someone's coming at you and like you're going to take a lot of contact and you get it anyway uh, you mean at the both at the buzzer or like a game winning three or like just and dunking on it, yeah someone. yeah but in like you know when the stakes are high yeah, yeah, yeah. oh man is that tough that is tough because both of them are like you know like that that um, why'd you lose what's cooler like the stakes, or shooting? <laughs> the stakes are fight. high yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know I, you fart in your sleep like i guess that's <laughs> fucking again these questions did you fart on timothy mozgov when you were above <laughs> yeah, his dude, head that's gotta happen gotta right are guys farting on each other on the court oh yeah for sure i remember <laughs> so i told funny. this story on neil Brin's podcast like nine years ago mm. neil got into the podcast came early yeah, yeah. um he I remember we were playing the Knicks that one game where I dunked on Moskov, mm. and I specifically remember <laughs> being at the free throw line and just, you know, like 
not I wasn't shooting I was lined up yeah. and, some, and I, I farted I don't know why I said somebody it's going to deflect the blame <laughs> yeah. and I remember somebody checked into the game and walks over and kind of like stands next to me and goes oh and I just go yeah <laughs> you know, I just like, tried to like play it off because I was like I can't believe that just happened because normally you're just moving so much yeah like, dude yeah. it gets caught know. in the wind yeah yeah, yeah so. and you're like man James Dolan can really rip him like from his box <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah got and it. we were in LA so I was like yeah. <laughs> that was a real stretch <laughs> like, it's going <laughs> yeah it happens uh, Gus Blake, fart. we cannot thank you enough for yeah, doing thanks this for yeah time, thank dude. you for thank this you man. for having me sorry I was late oh no, no dude no, no worries let's, let's talk about why dude your dentist is yeah man I was at the you know you know Hour and forty five, hour fifty minute dentist visit supposed to be thirty minutes. You know that's how it, so, they they get you like that. I think you yeah. pay by the minute. Yeah, yeah. So hey, if some company out there, if Invisalign wants Blake Griffin, then yeah, yeah. you're Hit available, up, man. Do I'm, they try to chum you up in the dentist office? Like when you're, you know, like boy, do we we don't have a big enough seat for you. Like do they? You oh, know, everywhere you go, everywhere yeah, you yeah, go, watch, right? Watch your head. Do they, oh, now? Him, so, yeah. Does your dentist look at you as he has a drill in your mouth? Going, can I get a signed ball? Like, and you're like, well, you have a drill in my mouth right now. Whoa. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Talk to my dentist. Yeah. Uh, I think I maybe have signed something for my dentist before. What's hey. the weirdest thing you've signed? A panini. And I watched the guy eat it. <laughs> yeah. That's how we end it. Yeah. Blake Griffin signed a panini. Oh, my signed God. A panini, and then the guy ate it. And then so, he ate it? Yeah. He can kind of a baller move. <laughs> he consumed yeah. your autograph. Yeah. It was, I, I'm pretty sure he was like, it was like a joke that. Maybe didn't go like as viral as he wanted it to. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that's when he looks up and goes, "You guys were recording, right? What?" And th- and they just totally forgot. I ate it. I ate. Try to get for the nothing. other half signed. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you at Blake Griffin on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, at funny. Blake Griffin twenty three on Instagram and Twitter. And you are uh, funny on Twitter. I want yeah, I want people to follow you because you're not I don't just tweet that much anymore, man. But like you're Why, what are you doing? You're not, you're <laughs> 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 what are you about to do, man? man? <laughs> Why are you bad at Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> it's funnier when you say it. <laughs> Son of a bitch! All right, we're gonna get these mics. I'm, I'm gonna fight him. You are a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd you lose? <laughs> Why'd you make fun of a dwarf on his own podcast? <laughs> So, I said you were funny. Years, <laughs> seven years bad luck, dude. It's not, no, I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to talk about you at the meetings. <laughs> it's not going to go well. We will attack. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks Have for a great having season. me. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. guys. Watch your knees, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Meh, what's up, dog? This is your pal Bugs Bunny. Say, uh, I got a question for you. Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.